Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. Our hope is you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of everything you hear. For more great resources like this, go to trptampa.com. Today is Mother's Day, and I'm very excited about that because moms are next-level human beings. That's just the reality of it. Really, it's, it's the truth. But today is wrought with multiple emotions. There's a lot of different uh, feelings about today. There's a lot of celebration. There's also a lot of anguish. And the Bible says rejoice with those who rejoice or weep with those who weep. And so I don't want to just, I don't want to ignore, ignore the rejoicing ones, and I don't want to ignore the weeping ones. And so I asked the Lord for a word, and I got this word. He, he said to me, the longing of motherhood is godly because God is the source of all motherhood. The longing of motherhood, let me define that. The longing that if you are a mom and you long for your kids to be well, you long for them to be safe, you long for them to be uh, growing and, you know, flourishing and, and running well, right? You know, you, no one would be here without their mom, right? Like, <laughs> moms are awesome. Without them, we wouldn't be here, literally, you know? So it's like, there's that longing, but then there's also the longing to be a mother. And there are many who are longing for motherhood. There are many women who are longing to have that opportunity. And then there's the longing of motherhood on the receiving end. There's those who have a great mom and they're, they're, they don't have them anymore maybe. Maybe your mother has gone and you have a longing for a mother even now. You're longing. For, yeah, there's a longing of motherhood that is in the receiving end as well, right? Are you guys okay? I know this is like an emotional roller coaster right now. It's okay. I can feel it. I can feel it in the room. It's good. And the longing for that is godly. Let me hear you. Let me, let me say that to you. The longing for that is godly. And there is this one as well. The longing for a mother because you didn't have a mom who knew how to do it very well. Or maybe your mother didn't do such a great job because she was hurt. Yeah? There's this longing connected with motherhood. I can tell you why. Because love suffers long. It's love. Love is the source of that longing. Therefore, the longing of motherhood is godly. It's godly. And I just want to prove to you today that motherhood actually expresses a part of the Godhead. <laughs> I'm going to get, make a lot of people nervous today, and that's okay. This is one of the most opposed things I talk about. It really is. People get mad at me for saying this. I quote the Bible to them, and then they say, you can't say that. And I'm like, well, okay. You know, you just, it's, I'm just saying there's a lot of pushback on this. But when I say God directly compares himself to a mother, it's because God directly compares himself to a mother. In scripture, please see, first slide, Isaiah 49, 15, Isaiah 66, 13, Hosea 13, 8, and Matthew 23, 37. It's not my opinion. I didn't make it up. All my heresy hunters online, hello. Go ahead and look this up. Before you send me that Facebook message, save us some time. Okay? So, <laughs> I have to fight him off. I have to beat him off with a stick. <laughs> you know? Paul fought beast in Ephesus. I fight the theology piece, foot police on Facebook. That's me. That's me. So, it's it. That's it. It's right there. It says it. So, motherhood is God's plan to express part of his person. Did you hear what I just said? Motherhood is God's plan to express part of his person. 
I know, he's called the Heavenly Father, but did you know that Galatians 4 actually says we have a Heavenly Mother? We'll get there. Hopefully, we can go there together. So, let me just make a couple notes. Some things, this might be review for you, but say hallelujah. I need to hear it again. Say it. I need to hear it again. If it's review for you, yeah. Come on. God is not male or female. God is male and female. This is like so basic, biblical, like 101. It's from the first chapter of our Bible, and we still are struggling with this. But God is not a man. God is not a woman. God is spirit, represented by both a man and a woman in holy covenant, reproducing. It is a good word. It's still shocking to me that this is a problem. And there's a lot of uh, hatred in the world. And this is one of those things because the enemy hates motherhood. The enemy hates those with a womb. The enemy hates those who can recreate the image of God on the inside of them. It takes a seed and a womb, I know that. But let's just talk about it today. How about you? How about it? Come on, you know? Let's talk about it. Women are not second-rate image. They're the second half of the image of God. Women are 50% of the image of God. You cannot see God unless you see a man and a woman in holy covenant reproducing. Ooh, I don't want to say this on live stream, but I'm going to. I have this thing with the Lord where I'm, I'm trying to stop fighting the Lord. Anybody else, like, trying to stop, just trying to yield to Jesus? I'm trying to yield to Jesus. And let him do what he wants to do. Get me in as much trouble as he wants to get me into. So, that's it. Oh. The Godhead needs both male and female. For us to reclaim the image of God on the earth, for us to, this is what I am going to say, for us to actually have a good argument against gender fluidity and transgenderism, we have to, even homosexuality, for us to have a good reason for those things not to be right, we have to get right about the image of God. Adam walking in the garden. I'm going to challenge you right now. Adam walking in the garden before Eve was both. Eve was taken from Adam. Eve was taken from Adam. There's a Hebrew word there that means rib. You know what else it means? It's a homonym. It means side. His, God took Adam's complete side. The whole side. He split the Adam. And it was nuclear. Anyone who's in a relationship knows. There were fireworks. In fact, he said, whoa, man. <laughs> the first command of God. I ask people this all the time. What was the first thing God commanded humankind? That's right. Be fruitful and multiply. Barely anyone gets that right. Way to go, Steph. The first command. The first thing God chose to say to mankind that's written for us to say to mankind was be fruitful and multiply. So this is about representing and representing, recreating the image of God on the earth. You need both, man and woman. Amen? So motherhood is not only physical. Motherhood transcends the natural realm. 
And this is where I might offend you a little bit. I don't care. Motherhood transcends the natural realm. I'll prove it to you, you know, with the Bible. Because the Apostle Paul, you remember that guy? That guy was a pretty, he's a man's man. That guy is the man. I, I appreciate the Apostle Paul, all right? Dude was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Now he's an apostle to apostles. He, he's a guy, right? This guy's a guy. He doesn't have any questions or insecurities about his anything, right? You following me? But he said in Galatians 4.19, speaking to the church in Galatia, he said, you are my dear children, but I agonize in spiritual labor pains once again until the anointed one will be fully formed in your hearts. I mean, the, the pains of childbirth, he said in other translations. What are you talking about, Paul? Paul is talking about the motherhood of God that transcends the natural realm. Let me ask you something. If motherhood's only natural, how do all these adoptive moms have so much love in their hearts, right? How the, a foster mom knows that motherhood transcends the natural realm, right? An adoptive mom knows that motherhood transcends the natural realm, right? And true apostolic leaders in the church know that motherhood transcends the natural realm. I also have birth pains. I want to see new things in Tampa. I, I'm constantly laboring. I've done this before, and I, not on live stream, but here we go. Um, you know when it says co-labor with God in Romans 8? We're called to co-labor with God. It's not co-labor. It's co-labor. Paul said it. Even all creation is pregnant. In the pains of childbirth. So, this is a transcendent thing that natural moms should be honored for carrying. That's what I'm telling you. This is a God-like thing. It's God-like to be a mom. It's godly to mother well. Would you agree? We need spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. We need those who understand the transcendent nature of nurturing and caring and growing. Look at the church. Look at the church. We've got people in most circles in mainstream Christianity. What is the purpose of the church? It's to get people saved. Right? And that's good. We need to get people saved. We need to get them in the kingdom, get them in the door. But you know what the next thing that happens in most circles is? All right, now you get people saved. Okay, you got your ticket to heaven. Make sure you go get other people their ticket to heaven. And the church has been trying to do that for a few little while now without growing up, without being nurtured into maturity. I can tell you why. What happens when you remove the womb? All you have is seed. Remove the soil, you'll never have a plant. What we've done is we have stricken the voice of spiritual mothers from the church. And because of it, we're not growing up. I'm okay with offending you if it gets you into the truth. I'm good with it. I will, I will kick your butt right into the truth. What's the image of God? Male and female, right? 
Motherhood is transcendent above the natural realm. We know that. Adoptive moms know that. Foster moms know that. We know that, right? And did you know that we actually have a heavenly mother? So if you have a longing for a mom, longing for a mother, it can be answered by the Spirit today. And now there are abuses of this thing. So if you're nervous, let me clarify a couple things, all right? God is not a man. God is not a woman. God is spirit. Are you following me? There are cults in our area right now that actually say God is a female. That is heresy. You know what else is heresy? God is only a male. So we have our comfortable heresy that we just like. And we really get freaked out with the other one. Okay. Woo! It's just the reality of our situation because we have a heavenly mother. This is in Galatians. The heavenly Jerusalem was typified by Sarah in the Old Testament. You remember the story? Sarah, uh, Hagar, and Sarah, both of Abraham there. We're going to read Galatians 4, 21 through 26. And I want you just to receive this because Paul is fighting off uh, these people coming into the Galatian church, telling them that Jesus incorporated is the way to go. Just invite Jesus into your law. Invite Jesus into your heart. Invite Jesus into your situation. But don't change the situation. Just add, Jesus is like, you know, additive to the law system of the Jewish world in this situation. The same thing happens today. Jesus is just an add-on. We'll just invite him into our Sunday. Or we'll invite him into, oh, Lord Jesus, you're going to be okay. Let, we'll invite him into our 10 minutes on Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. We'll invite him into our devotional time. But our life is ours. He's just added on. And thank God we're going to heaven. That's how we stay stunted. That's how we don't grow. It's so true. You're supposed to lose your life for his sake that you might find it. You come into the kingdom and die. You understand? Like being co-crucified with him means you die. You're dead. Gone. And you're, guess what? Born again. And you're a baby Christian. You've heard these terms, right? And yet we have no place for spiritual mothers who know how to deal with babies better than spiritual fathers. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? The spiritual immaturity in the church is directly tied to the lack of voice of mothers. Directly tied. And, let me say it this way, the lack of apostolic transcendent mothering by apostolic leaders, right? I need to know when to baby you. I need to know when to nurture you. I can't just default into get over it, wipe some dirt on it, you know? <laughs> Right? Why? Because God is both. And we have the Holy Spirit living in us. The whole fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Christ deedily. Uh, de in his body, the deity of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily is what I'm trying to say. You can read it in Colossians 2 much better than I just said it. That means all of God was in Christ and you've been completely filled by that same Christ. Completely filled. It says made replete in the Greek. Like a net at breaking. Like a breaking net, that's Christ in you. Like the fish are too much. Have you seen this picture in Scripture? It's like breaking out of you. Christ in you is the hope of glory breaking out. Okay? 
That's what's happened to you. So if the whole fullness of God was in Christ and you've been made totally stuffed full of Christ, guess what? The whole fullness of God is in you and you can spiritually nurture and comfort and guide even as a man without losing your gender identity, without getting weird. Amen? I'm learning to weep with people. I'm learning it's a sacrifice of love that I'm not very good at. <laughs> but if I were to define motherhood, it would be the word sacrifice. In fact, my wife, that defines her life, sacrifice for our two children. She gets Mother of the Century Award. Sorry, she's the only one who can win it because she's mine, and that's not my mom, but she's the mother of my children, and I decided just now she won. So, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> we need to see the heavenly Jerusalem. So that we can understand the longing of motherhood is directly tied to the eternal realm. Are you following me? Okay, so Paul is fighting off this Jesus and thing. He's fighting off the Jesus incorporated model, the law plus Christ in Galatians. And that's, that's why he says to them, Galatians 4, 21, tell me, do you want to go back to strict, living strictly by the law? Haven't you ever listened to what the law really says? Have you forgotten that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave girl and the other by the free woman? Ishmael, the son of the slave girl, was a child of the natural realm. Say natural realm. But Isaac, the son of the free woman, was born supernaturally by the Spirit. Say by the Spirit. A child of the promise of God. These two women and their sons express an allegory and become symbols of two covenants. The first covenant was born on Mount Sinai, birthing children into slavery. Children born to Hagar. For Hagar represents the law given at Mount Sinai in Arabia. The Hagar metaphor corresponds to the earthly Jerusalem of today who are currently in bondage. In contrast, there is a heavenly Jerusalem above us, which is our true mother. Get over yourself. It's right there. It's true. She is the free woman. Birthing children into freedom. And just in case you think that's the Passion Translation, Galatians 4.26 in the ESV. The Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. Galatians 4.26 in the King James Version. The Jerusalem which is, but Jerusalem which is above is free, which is the mother of us all. The longing of motherhood is godly because God is the source of all motherhood. It's the family of God. Amen. Are we sons and daughters of God? Well, why do we have the father, the son, and that other guy? Put that on the list of things I didn't mean to say on live stream just now. <laughs> Reality is women, motherhood, all of that comes from God, not some second-rate, second-class citizen which you've been treated as. You have been. We need the womb to nurture and grow the promises of God in the church. If we're promiseless, it's because we're wombless. If we're promiseless, if we don't see promises being coming to pass, let me say it another way, if we don't see the birthing of the things God has given us in our hearts, it's because we aren't giving a proper place to the womb, to the voice of the spiritual mothers. I'm fighting this straight on. I've got women two moms, a mom, a mom and a spiritual mom on the highest form of leadership in our church, our five-fold overseers, Sandy and Tracy, right there in the front row. And that's just the reality of, of our situation 
They preach, they teach. You can be mad. That's your right. But faithfulness is the qualification for leadership in the church, not gender. And I can't think of another more faithful entity than moms. <laughs> faithful to their family, faithful to the family of God. Call a prayer meeting, see who shows up. It's going to be 90% women. That's conservative. Probably 99, yeah. Because I'll be there if I call it, and then all the women will show up. <laughs> Come on, I'm not, this is not, I'm not preaching feminism. I'm preaching image. I'm not fighting for a feminist movement. I'm fighting for an image movement. The image of God on the earth. There's a longing for mothers in our day. There's a longing for nurturers. There's a longing for the church to rise up and be good mothers and fathers. So we have a heavenly father. Amen. We also have a heavenly mother. Amen. The Jerusalem, Jerusalem is our mother. Hello? That's just what it says. We're all sons and daughters of the family of God. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. Our hope is you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of everything you hear. For more great resources like this, go to trptampa.com.